Please listen carefully. And now, live from the Arboretum in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring two droids that someone's probably looking for, Kevin and Mikey. Everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today it is time for another edition of Nerd Alerts. The alerts of nerd. <laughs> and now we head over to the Nerd Alerts feed where Mikey has this month's Nerd Alerts. Thank you, weatherman Kevin. <laughs> no, you wouldn't be the weatherman. What no, would you be? Sports I dude? Know. I don't know. Jacket on, jacket off. <laughs> Man on the scene. <laughs> Um, yes, nerd alerts, my favorite. I get to talk about all the things that I read on the internet that I go, ooh, neat. Ooh, ooh, neat. And the quickest things that do that are trailers. Trailers are fun. It's little treats for your eyeballs. And we're starting off because I forgot about this and seeing it was like a delight, a surprise, but there's a trailer, a sneak peek for the season two of Sweet Tooth. Oh, yeah. Sweet Tooth is Sweet Tooth is one of those ones where I was like, are they going to bring it back? Or are they not going to bring it back? Yes. And they brought it back. I never, I don't know. I don't know what their algorithms are because there's stuff that. <laughs> I have so many thoughts and notes. But there's yes. stuff that we liked that we heard a decent amount about that gets cut off. Yeah. And then there's stuff like Sweet Tooth that we like that I heard nothing about it. I heard nothing. I heard no one talking about it. Yep. I mean, we watched it. We liked it. We talked about it a little bit. But in the zeitgeist, I didn't hear nothing about it. Mm-mm. And they're like, well, here it is. Here's the back again, which I'm delighted. Yes. But at the same time, it's like, why isn't Cowboy Bebop back? Why'd you <laughs> give her to Willow? What are you doing? I don't understand. You saying Cowboy Bebop makes me think that maybe in like a couple years when it sort of is a forgotten thing that they try again or just give it a second chance when it slows weird. down. I don't know. I just wish they would do the old-fashioned way, uh, and or not old-fashioned. Some they do this, <laughs> but they don't always do this. I wish they would just do deals with these people. Mm-hmm. Like you have one season or two seasons or three seasons, just whatever it is going into it. You know, or like one season with an option. <laughs> that way they can like finish it That's and not true. leave stuff open-ended. It sounds like they're starting to do that with bigger name people because Del Toro just got that. They said, hey, make six things and we'll put them out yeah. for Netflix. Okay. But like they're doing that with bigger name people. So maybe mm. that'll trickle down to duos doing TV shows like the Duffer Brothers. I maybe. mean, they're setting a good example. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't I think know. they'll probably get an exclusive deal for whatever they want to do next. That's true. What would they do next? Interesting. That we don't know. They keep right. it under wraps mm-hmm. because they're so sought after. So yeah. maybe they'll be the, the paradigm shift. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Sweet Tooth for me, though, it was interesting. It made me have this thought that, like, I consumed so much stuff during the dark times. Yeah. But it's all in this, like, haze, like, right. blended together. Right. It's like, did I watch that? And then yeah. you watch an episode, you're like, yeah, I watched that. It's yeah. like, why don't I remember it? And it's just in this haze, and Sweet right. Tooth falls in there. Sweet Tooth was the weird one that was like, did you guys know there was a pandemic coming when you did this? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, they didn't because it was based on a 
a comic book from a long a while ago. Yeah, way before. But at the same time, it was like scary how like accurate it was to the way people were acting during the pandemic. And done in a way that made me want to watch instead of shutting it off being like, yeah. too real. Yeah. So I'm excited for it to come back. All the all the players are returning. Mm-hmm. I love this world. I love these little hybrid creature characters. Mm-hmm. But we're getting the, the resistance rise up. We're getting yeah. the... If this were Stranger Things, no, what, what did we watch recently that reminded me of this? We're getting like the pre-story to it, the build-up, the origin mm-hmm. story. And I, I know I harp on origin stories, but this is such a fresh take and a fresh world that mm-hmm. it's new all around. Yeah, seems like it's going to be a fun... And it, what not that the kid who plays Sweet Tooth, isn't he in Cocaine Bear? That is him! <laughs> I didn't realize! That's so funny! His whole bit with uh, the mom about what happens if somebody does cocaine <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> oh, so funny! Oh my gosh! Yes, Cocaine Bear is now streaming. If you're if you're having a, a, a blank on what to watch and it, don't care if it's absolutely mindless. <laughs> that one's streaming fast. That r- makes me think of old school movies that did that. Like they had maybe a couple weeks in the theater, and mm-hmm. it's like our sales are going to be in DVDs. Let's get there as quick as possible. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. It's like, sure, we'll put it out in theater, see how it does, but we're going to find our home in streaming. Yeah. Because that's the perfect type of streaming movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, you want to watch a movie about a bear on cocaine? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you aren't going to drive to the theater for that, I don't think. Some some people did, not me. <laughs> uh, this next trailer may fall in a similar category. I don't know if you'll drive to the theater or wait oh. for streaming, but it is coming April 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have talked, we have a weird land on this podcast. We are Universal Monster fans. Yeah. And we are what we do in the shadow fans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we have that little world that we like to play in. And there's a movie coming out that plays in that world. And it's called Renfield. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that trailer. I've hinted yeah. at it. I think I talked about the you announcement did. of it on a Nerd Alerts. Did we know that Nicolas Cage was Dracula in this? We, we did not. That okay. Is the, yeah. That's the reveal? Because mm-hmm. we knew <laughs> Nicholas Holt was going to be Renfield, which right. we, I was excited about. I don't know why no one ever thought until now that Nicolas Cage would make a spectacular Dracula. Because even in his little bits I see, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> this is It just feels so right. Oh, it's very fitting. Yes. I don't know. It feels so right. I don't know why I never put those things together. Mm-hmm. Like the Bram Stoker version of Dracula. I'm talking about the movie. Yes. And Nicolas Cage are like chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. Especially now that Nicolas Cage is getting into the Gary Oldman's lane of life. Right, right. Because it's not like, like if you're thinking of like, you know, Boris Karloff. Was that who did the old Dracula? No, uh, Um, Boris Karloff was Frankenstein. Frankenstein. Uh, Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. That's it. it. If you're thinking of Bella Lugosi, man, why did they always import those guys from Eastern Europe? Well, anyway. Because uh, it looks, and they, they, because words were new, they didn't have to worry about it too much. They had overdubbed them. That's the whole thing. But Bela Lugosi's version of Dracula and the version of Dracula from the Gary Oldman version of Dracula mm-hmm. from Bram Stoker's Dracula movie are very different yes. from each other. But still, I think a lot of people, when they think Dracula, they think of the old, like, I want the world, the blue, blah, blah. You know, I think a lot of people think of the old fashioned Dracula. If, if I take a moment to speak for all millennials, it's it's Gary Oldman Dracula. Really? Is, Interesting. Is my but if you go default. to party stores, it's not the Gary Oldman outfit. They oh, still that's sell true. the old, yeah, no, you the, know. The classic iconic yeah. like look, the cosplay is yeah. definitely Bela Lugosi. Yeah, Bela Lugosi. But Nick um, Cage, man. But you're right. But that, but man, wow. 
Yeah, just seeing him there, I was like, oh, man. Now, I have a question, though. Go for it. I don't know much about Renfield. Yes. Is he a vampire? Yes. No, well, no, 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 no. Sorry. He is the uh, the servant to, what's, there's a word for it that I always forget. The familiar? Familiar. How does he live so long, though? Because as one of the perks, funny air quotes, yeah? of being Dracula's familiar is that you get like a percentage of his powers. Really? Yeah. Oh, you, interesting. Like, kind of like, I think Voldemort did it with the Horcruxes, but because a part of Dracula is in you, or no. like that's why in the trailer when he eats the bug and his eyes glow gold, that's him using Dracula powers. No. Has that been a thing? It has been a thing. If we if you go back to Bram Stoker, Gary Oldman, Clive Barker, Dracula, yeah, however you want to refer to it, uh, Tom Waits plays Renfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he has a less role because he's locked in that asylum. Yeah, right. They think he's crazy because he has Dracula's powers. Oh, that's right. That's part of the craziness, and that actually comes from uh, the source material, right. Hmm, it's interesting. As much like as I've run around in like role playing worlds and everything, I'm talking about role playing tabletop games. Not, yes, not like dress up like Dracula. And, like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, Vampire the Masquerade? What are we talking about? <laughs> well, I've done that too, but yeah, in those vampire games and everything, mm-hmm. I just I don't know why that skipped over me. I just thought you would just like have a familiar for. I could swear. That didn't they do in what we do in the shadows too? Didn't they do familiars are like old and you have to get a new one eventually? I think they they it's I, I, I think that was like the more the bit on like it's hard to find good help. Yeah, but the whole point of Guillermo is that that's an homage to Renfield. Right, yeah, it's yeah, the same right. trope character. Yeah. I think that it's one of those things where it gets played with so much. Vampire lore gets played with so much in yes. every different thing mm-hmm. that I think in some of them. You end up with like, oh, time to get a new familiar because my guy's like 80 now. Yeah, time for another Timmy. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the powers uh, transferring isn't really talked about, but that's that's yeah. canon. Okay. Wow. And this looks fun. I mean, it you looks... You learn something new every day. <laughs> uh, I think Igor takes all the sidekicks. Uh, Igor. Limelight. Igor. <laughs> Igor. A head for you, side. Abby normal. <laughs> But this looks like a fun take on Renfield because yeah, it it's what we do in the shadow style. Aquafina, Aquafina is there. Yeah, the crew behind it are the same people that worked on Lego Batman movie, Tomorrow War, and Rick and Morty. So, whole bunch of craziness behind the camera as well. I think when we talked about it when we did the what was it, Shang Chi? Yeah, I was like, oh, who's this Aquafina? I don't know. She's but then I saw her in that, and I was like, this girl's awesome. Yes. It's one of those things where, like, because she seems like a lot, but that a lot is good in movie situations. Very much so. Yeah. And it's, it was good to see her. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, we haven't seen her in a minute. Yeah. More Aquafina. And this is just, this is just tidbits because I noticed that we made it a point that we really loved Prey because of non-traditional stories. Yeah, right. And so the trailers that I saw that I just want to point out for you to go check out, okay. to check out some media that are non-traditional stories, mm-hmm. but... Uh, Joyride and Polite Society. Oh. Joyride are, are, are two Asian uh, women going back to the home country, but shenanigans ensue oh. kind of like a hangover style movie. And then Polite Society looks fun. Uh, it's two Indian sisters. One wants to be a stunt woman and one has to be arranged marriage. Mm. But it's like a Scott Pilgrim versus the world style vibe. Oh, like wow. They actually learn Kung Fu and become stunt women. So check those out for some non-traditional stories like we, oh. we were talking about on the podcast. Yeah. But in familiar waters, we do have some Marvel news because it seems like Marvel's been quiet ever since Fig was like, we're going to slow things down. 
Yeah. So well, I think it's good though because there's a lot of fatigue out there for, for real. For real. It's wasn't it, just me. It's not just you. Even my teenage kids who should be like all in on it are just like, I don't know if I want to go see Ant Man. We're like, maybe. And they did because they're just teenagers and they go to the movies with their girlfriends. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They didn't seek it out. It wasn't yeah. a hot, a hot exactly. item as it could have been. Yeah. I got you. Well, this one seems interesting, but uh, there's a take. Uh, I have some questions for you. Mm. But what I'm talking about is there's more announcements because they were upcoming on Secret Invasion, streaming on Disney+. Yeah. Plus. Okay, yeah. That's uh, Nick Fury, played by Samuel L. Jackson. Yep. And from the trailer, it seems like this is going to be a Nick Fury-centered... This is essentially a Nick Fury show. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. It has the cool title because it is about the uh, scroll body snatchers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And that's what it seems like. This still seems like Invasion of the Body Snatchers mm-hmm. to me. We talked about it when the trailer first dropped. But the interesting thing that I came across is that it's been announced that it's six episodes. Okay. And I, I'm on Reddit too much. So this is the Reddit conversation I saw, and I was like, oh. I, I did, like I'm aware I of this. Re- I love Reddit conversations. And I'm aware of this style of thinking, but I was like, I didn't know this was as prevalent. But so... It's like alt.tv.marvel. <laughs> yes. Oh, very much so. <laughs> and you can never tell who's typing it. You're just, uh, it's, it's probably somebody angry. No. But on the announcement that it was six episodes, the conversation sort of went, oof, no hope for this. Next person says, high chance of a movie script converted to stretch, low budget, badly paced show. Oh. Uh, next comment is, six episodes on Disney Plus is the perfect red flag for we just rebroke an already finished movie script. <laughs> <laughs> Rebroke meaning like took the movie script and then broke it into six parts uh-huh. to still. Uh, it's partially why I think people are overacting to Daredevil's episode count in the wrong way. The number tells me the people behind it are actually trying to make work as a TV show, aren't just padding out a movie script to justify being a TV show now instead. So that's the conversation is mm. that now six episodes is somehow a nerd indicator that it was one thing and now exists as a different thing. Interesting. Versus I was eight. fascinated. Versus yes. eight. Yes, six is the red flag number. Interesting. Because we've been getting six, we've been getting eight, we've been getting 12. But yeah, but that's like, okay, so you're taking like a two and a half hour movie and adding another two and a half hours? Is that right? Does that matter? No, that's only five. That's weird though because, see... <laughs> Well, I mean, because that's a whole lot more content. For sure. Even six is a whole lot more content than a movie. Absolutely. Like, if it was four episodes, then I'd be like, maybe they did. Because... Yeah, like a miniseries. Yeah. Because when you think about it, I'm sure... I mean, from what what I've heard over the years, I'm not in Hollywood. But when you make a script, you usually have to start chopping it down. And then you film it, and then you have to start chopping it down more. Yeah. So I think what is probably initially written, you probably got something that's four hours. At least. You know, at least. It makes me wonder whether it's, are they really padding it or are they going to, this is the positive takeover here. Absolutely. That's what we do on this podcast. Are they like looking at things and they got like, oh man, we got, we could probably do a series with this instead of doing a movie with this because we got so much good stuff here mm-hmm. versus going like, Oh, we we don't have the budget to make this a movie, so let's make it a TV show. But at the same time, I mean, really, are the budgets that different anymore? I imagine there is, like, on paper, but to to plebes like us, I can't imagine it's that much. It's probably a distribution thing, more than a distribution and advertising and stuff like that. That's where the budget stuff comes in. Or maybe the crews you hire. Yeah, I I don't know. It seems like it'd be all the same. 
But uh, it's interesting. I don't. Yeah, we don't know any of the business side <laughs> of stuff. Yeah, what makes it more or less expensive uh, in that regard? But also, does it really matter? <laughs> that is the question. That's because what I was kind of fascinated by this. Is it is it any better or worse being longer or shorter? Good is good. It's kind of like saying, oh, think of like series that were very popular. Oh, hey, Breaking Bad was great, but it would have been better if it was just a trilogy of movies. Interesting. Yeah, that that's a similar sort of... It's like, would it? I don't think it would. Yeah, exactly. You need... The, Breaking Bad, I think, used all its time well. Right. I can understand the argument that if something was created intended as one medium, media, medium, which one's a singular? <laughs> I blanked out. If, if something is intended as one type of thing and then converted into a new thing, I get the argument that it can get screwed up because of intention. Mm -hmm. Like it won't fit. It was meant for one thing. It won't fit this other right. thing. If you're aware of it and it's like you're saying, you get room to let things breathe. You have time to develop now. Right. And you redo it with that in mind. I think it's much better for it. Right. To have it, to see six episodes and be like, oh, it's going to be bad because it's it's mangled rather than just recrafted, I think right. is a little too it's shooting from the hip. Yeah, and it's cynical and it's <laughs> it's toxic and we're, we're against that. I mean, think about it. We just dropped the our review of Predators mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I didn't like it that much because it seemed like there wasn't any character development because they were just like, bam, bam. It was just like, here's our movie. If that had been made into like a... Six episode series? I was just going to say, would have worked way better. It would have worked way better. And I mean, the actors are good enough that you would have gotten some character development. You would have Especially gotten, with all those crazy backstories. Yeah, you would have learned more about everybody and it probably would have been a lot more um, satisfying. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, with you. But, I think it definitely would have worked as a short run TV show. Yeah. Even if it's just a one off like Predator concept. Yeah. Warriors and convicts on an alien planet right. for a season that's like Survivor, but way better. Yeah. It, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> or alone, I guess, is the new reference. Yeah. Here. i got to update my references. <laughs> you remember Survivor? The Survivor's still on. That's even worse than me But thinking. it's a game show. I know. Yeah, let's go to where other people live and pretend to survive. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's such a... I think people realize that it's just a game show. When it first was out, yeah. I think people were like, oh, this is something interesting but yeah. now they're like no this is just a game show but, and that's an old Tasho bit I can't claim credit for that but he was always like what's with Survivor it's like let's go where people live and pretend to survive <laughs> it's like we might die it's like no <laughs> uh, but go check out Secret Invasion the trailer looks awesome I'm in the mood for this type of Marvel story yeah. it's, it has a Hawkeye vibe to it. it yeah that was great and then Samuel L. Jackson has he ever done anything that's bad no. No. And I love him when he's in, not not the like angry mode, but like the worn out, like, yeah. I, I need to fix this. Yeah. Samuel Jackson mode. That's that's good mode. Yeah. Like that old movie. Did you ever see Black Snake Moan with him and Christina Ricci? Um, that movie he, was weird, but awesome. He, yes. But he I've played a crazy, I've, worn out old mm -hmm. black man. I've seen that movie. He's like, ah. Yep. He was in that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Christina Ricci was also in it. It was a good movie. <laughs> a lot. All of her was in it. <laughs> uh, on the TV show front, to change gears real quick, but on the sci-fi news, we're getting a Blade Runner 2099 TV show. Blade Runner 2099 TV show. I guess this fits into the conversation of movie versus TV. Interesting. We know Blade Runner as a movie. Yeah. Do you think this is a, a world, a concept that can translate to serial? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just the 
it's the cyberpunk world. Yeah, absolutely. It's the cyberpunk world. So it's, we're getting a cyberpunk show, I guess. Well, uh, what's the name of the the tabletop version of that? Shadowrun. There's well, Shadowrun's the no well, cyberpunk. There's cyberpunk and then there's Shadowrun. Shadowrun's the one that has like um, dwarves and elves and stuff in it. Okay, but there was actually okay. Then I'm dumb. There was an, actually a cyberpunk branded game. Yep. Not just a genre. Yep. Okay. That's that's the one that's also the video game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's based. That's based on at least the logo is the same as the logo on the tabletop game. Ah, I didn't know it was a tabletop game first. Yeah. I thought Shadowrun was the the first one. No, it wasn't. Well, I mean, really, Blade Runner is the first one. <laughs> that's the first time I ever remember seeing like cyberpunky stuff. Yeah, I get it. Replicants and yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the dark sci-fi, hard yeah. sci-fi. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely tons of lore there and places to explore and things to do. Mm-hmm. So I like cyberpunk a lot. It's fun because it's always like near future, and but it's not post-apocalyptic, but it is kind of apocalyptic. I prefer cyberpunk over dystopian for that very reason. Yeah. It's not apocalyptic because yeah. I could, like that that wears on me. I need right. at least like a pachinko parlor or like yeah. I mean, civilization exists. It's just a continuation of the civilization. Just everything's just become like more like <laughs> turned up to eleven. Yeah, it's turned up to eleven. Uh, yeah, it's kind of um. Yeah, I'd almost argue that the more we're exploring it in Star Wars, like Coruscant is very cyberpunky of a place. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and but the new cleaner. places and the new places we saw in Obi Wan the show. Yeah. That yeah. type of vibe. Yep. I'm all for it. New York meets Japan. Right. They did that in Big Hero Six and it was awesome. Except yeah, yeah, it was yeah. San Francisco and Tokyo. Oh no, San Fran Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> is that what's called? Yeah. I think so. San yeah, San Fran Tokyo. Yeah. San Franokyo? San Tokyo, France. San Fran Tokyo. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. We'll we'll correct it if we're on the next one. San Franokyo you. <laughs> There's the better name. I just add big old dirigibles. I like dirigibles. And jalopies. It seems yeah. like dirigibles and jalopies exist mm. in the same universe. Yeah. It's like uh, in Ghibli world. But I think it, like if you go way steampunk, they never show enough burn people. Because like, I think that's the problem of steampunk that they never really show. There's so much steam. Steam is hot. <laughs> <laughs> like you never see like half melted people. <laughs> I think that's the steampunk I'm going to write. It's like steam. the true to life steampunk. Steam's hot. It does. It's just like. You all, can burn yourself. All those pipes, that, like it's a cool effect in movies and in the comic book panels, but that's a blast. Of, that's a jet of steam. It is. It's true. It's gonna burn your eyebrows yeah. off. And if it's coming out in a small enough through a small enough pinhole, you can't even see it. See, you can only hear it. I'm and telling it'll, you, it'll cut your hand right off. Everybody's like, steampunk is so fun. I'm like, be careful. <laughs> <laughs> It's dangerous to go alone. Take Mikey, this. Mikey's at conventions walking up to people who are dressed <laughs> cosplaying steampunk, and he's like, be careful. I, th- I think that's a like, lame. What was with that guy in the yellow shirt telling me to be careful? We were learning stuff about ourselves today, and I think me having a safety take on steampunk is my new... That's a thing. I think I'm going to lean maybe, into that bit. Yeah, maybe you need to cosplay as a steampunk safety officer. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> uh, that's an unregulated <laughs> piping. We're going to need to check your tubing, sir. What is this valve work? (laughs) (laughs) Well, but speaking of technology, the segue was awesome. Uh, Video games. We haven't talked about video games in a minute. Oh, yeah. Uh, And there's been some interesting little tidbits in the headlines. There's going to be new video game tech in the world of video game dialogue. Oh. We like our voice actors. We like our dialogues Mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Uh, Insomniac Games, 
they have two games upcoming. One is Marvel Spider-Man 2, the sequel to The Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Not actually, that The Amazing is me, but the game is called Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> and they're also making Wolverine. Oh. Are there cool. two new games? Which I didn't know we were getting a Wolverine game. That was good. There was a Wolverine game in the past that was not good. It was terrible. It was terrible. But if we get a Wolverine game in the style of how they've been making the new Spider-Man games, I will. You won't see me for two weeks. <laughs> they uh, during a live stream about their releases on their Twitch, mm-hmm. um, one of their lead programmers was hinting at that one of the main features that's going to be in the Spider-Man Two and Wolverine is. Uh, some very cool dialogue technology that we haven't seen yet. Oh. That's it. That's, that's all it, they said? It's cryptic, yes. Oh, that is very cryptic. But they made an advancement in voice dialogue video game technology. So oh, I put it to you. Weird. Make an assumption. Okay, well, my assumption is that it might be that tech that's been going around now that can like make you rap like Kanye. And stuff. <laughs> there you go. Where maybe, I mean, ooh, this isn't good for voice actors, but, you know, maybe it's like one guy did everything. And they just ah. made his voice do all the voices. There you go. Because it's crazy. I it, it was It's on the internet, like, right now. It, like, just got released. Some guy released a thing where you can basically, you can rap, and then even if your rap is just basic, then you can put, like, a Kanye skin on it. Oh, yeah. And it'll like... Sort of like a Kanye deep fake for sound, audio. It'll sound just like them. I don't know if something like that, or maybe it's like, maybe it's, oh, maybe it's that you can put your voice in there. Oh, that'd be neat. Because maybe it's a thing where you can sit there and they say like, say these words. Because that is the thing with like deep fake and audio is like, if you get people saying like these top 200 words, you essentially have right. enough to recreate Ooh, dialogue with that Maybe they can use it for good and you just have to sit there and read a paragraph. There you go. And then the character... Can talk like you. That sounds like Winter Soldier stuff, though. But I get where you're going. That'd be kind of cool, though. Yeah. Read off these random words. Yeah. But then people wouldn't want to do it because they'll be like, now they can make you say anything. Absolutely. But I don't know. I didn't even think of that one, but I like that one. My assumption is that AI is now the big talking point. Right. So I'm wondering if they get the voice actors to do that, like, hey, read these 300 words. Oh, yeah. So you can still get the voice actors, but you can actually converse with AI and PCs. Right. So it's not a dialogue tree branch. So it's not the same guy saying the same thing over and over again. It's like, oh, there's that guy who has like six lines. That's it. You know? It's not that guy. It's like you get home from school and you're mad and you're like, I'm playing Spider Man. And you go punch an NPC and you're like, I hate you. And he's like, why? Yeah. I was just walking, I I was buying bread. Yeah. I don't know. They're like, well, no, but you're saying like, like in uh, in another game, like every time you punch the guy, he'd say, "Why I was just buying bread." (laughs) Mongo said, "Yes, yeah." But no, that's yeah. I never thought of the things that we could probably because everyone's all like, like they're going to make the president say we're attacking Canada. Yeah, you know, and I never thought that it's like you know, oh, they could do cool stuff like like my brain's going like it used to always drive me crazy that you could. And, like, I used to play uh, those NHL EA sports games. Mm-hmm. And you can make a player. Yes. But the play-by-play announcer guys <laughs> couldn't say his name unless you made him a name that was already someone yeah, in there already. They didn't have a way to put the audio together. Yeah, but it would be really cool if they could make the announcers say the name of your... Because they do that. They've done that, had that for a while. Where they You can put your face on the face of a guy in there. Yeah. But they could never say your name. I never made it me, though, but I always made it someone else. Now coming into the rink, Philps. So, yeah, you'd have to pick some. You'd have to, like, hope someone had your name or just pick Kev, something. Kev, I'm Philps. Yeah, it would be crazy like that. <laughs> 
But yeah, that's where I, I decided to just go through because I would be like, oh, man, I'm going to name him me. And there's no one with my last name. So yep. that would be my first name. They don't call people by their first name because you could find it in the they had like the dialogue stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it's the whole uh, license plate keychain yeah. dilemma all over again. Yeah. Bort? Why don't they have Bart? <laughs> exactly. Like, they always have Mike, but I'm Mikey. They never have a Mikey keychain. So I settled for making a character. Just I found a name in there mm-hmm. that was, like, probably the name of some minor league player. Yeah. Or some guy who, like, wasn't super famous. So I, you know, and I was just like, I'm going to make my guy that name so that they can say his name. <laughs> I think that works. Because otherwise they're quiet. They'll yeah. be like, Gretzky passes over. <laughs> <laughs> who? 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 <laughs> yeah. Don't leave me hanging. Oh, uh, yeah. So, like I said, these are assumptions, but there's going to be some innovation at Insomniac Games with their voice video game dialogue technology. Interesting. It's unknown, but maybe we'll be right in one of the senses. Maybe. They're saving, they're, like, they're going to be showing off more of these games at their PlayStation Showcase, mm. um, which is interesting because PlayStation, Xbox, Ubisoft, name any of them, Everybody's not going to E3. Really? Just didn't like on a convention note, E3 is happening, but everybody's like, nah, we're going to do our own show. And so nobody's going to E3. It's weird. Who's going to be there then? I think it's just attendees and like vendors. Like I don't, there's nobody doing a showcase there. So maybe it'll be like pop-ups and stuff. Weird. I don't know too many details, but that is the rumor is that. E3's dying. That's kind of the way it sounds. Weird. Or people are just being mean and being like, we're going to do our own thing with, with Blackjack and Candy. Yeah, it's it, it's it's interesting. Like, I guess everyone's just taking a page out of like BlizzCon and stuff, and they're like, "We're just gonna do our own thing." That's it. And especially now, I, more I, cons that way though. That's kind of. And now that people are watching like Twitch and live streaming stuff, oh, yeah. it really doesn't matter where you do it. Like, make That's it look true. like an auditorium. <laughs> we did it at Tony headquarters, <laughs> and didn't have to buy parking passes. It was awesome. Hmm. So it's Disney's fault. <laughs> no, they like uh, like a lot of that. Didn't they? They stopped going to Comic Con, right? Because they're doing their own Disney stuff. I yeah, think. yeah, that's true. Yeah. They started doing more Disney Expo once yeah. they got all the streaming stuff. Yeah. It's a times of change. And speaking mm. of Disney, though, that's giving me all these segues. I love it. Uh, there's the Star Wars shuffle up is in the headlines. It's a thing that's happening. Mm. I think it's in the headlines because we are a couple weeks ahead of Star Wars celebration happening in London. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, um, we currently have Mandalorian just started streaming. Yes. Uh, Ahsoka is coming up later this year as well. Mm-hmm. One of the announcements is, because it's like a whole bunch of cancellations and announcements. It's not really necessarily bad news. It's just the slate's been changed because of what Kevin Feige was hinting at. Everybody's sort of having to reevaluate, I guess, because of burnout or fatigue, like you're saying. Yeah. I mean, there's cancellations, right? There's stuff that was going to happen that's not. Yep. But one of the things that sounds like it's awesome, we're getting Skeleton Crew. Oh, Skeleton Crew. Uh, this is the upcoming Disney Plus show uh, with Jude Law. Oh, Jude Law. And it's going to be directed by John Watts, who did the Tom Holland Spider-Man trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also being produced and written, I believe, by the duo did, that just won a whole bunch of awards for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Ah. Oh. Uh, and that was the main reason for the announcement is to announce their involvement, you know, tie it in with all the Oscar buzz. Right. Like, More than buzz, Oscar wins. Yeah, absolutely. Jude Law, man, that's, he was, um, when I was in Savannah, he was doing the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Yep. And he was like a brand new actor. So, yeah. And he, he has that charisma. 
like a Timothy Oliphant or one of those guys that we talk about where you're like, I'm just captivated watching you eat popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. And the, they got rid of uh, Rogue Squadron. That's not happening, right? That's it. Wow. And that, that was crazy, too, because they even did like a promo trailer thing for that. And it was on all their slates. Yeah. They had a logo drawn up. Right. Same thing. The Acolyte is on the bubble. I don't mm. know if we've got an official word that it's Dunzo, but that got put on the back burner real hard because uh, I think in response to Obi-Wan. Yeah. The whole, yeah. I think that's, yeah. that was the curveball in that one. Yeah. Wasn't that great? Wow. Interesting. <laughs> but they're letting the, they're, they're still letting the Baby Yoda show happen. <laughs> Season three, man. Yeah. And it seems like it's doing well. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but. We will. I haven't actually heard, for it being out, I haven't heard too much either way. So I think they're, I don't know if they're putting an embargo on people now, but. <laughs> well, watch for a future assumption. There you go. Yeah. The skeleton crew also has the perk of being also a Filoni Favreau. Oh, cool. Joint. What's it about, do they say? Did we get any more details? Uh, it's still kind of vague at the moment, other than we know that Jude Law is in it and the, pe- the crew involved. Um, okay. But it's going to be in the same time frame as The Mandalorian. Okay. And it's going to be a coming-of-age story. I think it's like, mm. I think it's Street Gang that Jude Law takes under his wing, oh, if I remember correctly. Or an Emphis Nest-type situation. Yeah. But it's Mandalorian time frame, so nothing that's too, not the, too new. That's not the name of the Boba Fett gang. No, they're called something else. Yeah, they were called the uh, the Vespa Gang, <laughs> Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, man. They're, yeah, they're jumping in onto this the era right after the Star Wars's end. Yep, and then like there's just little news, of st- like just stuff being canceled, like you said. And then Damon Lindelof and Justin Britt Gibson had a project together, mm. and Lindelof has been, so I guess he's just been up and down. So they were Disney and Star Wars were like, uh, maybe not this time. Mm. So. Haven't heard any cancellation news on Taika Waititi's project. Oh, There's still yeah. a bunch of names that are in the bucket, but the ones they've been refocused on are Ahsoka. We're still getting, and now Skeleton Crew is our next Star Wars property. I wonder if these. I wonder if they're going to be quieter now on because there's. It's kind of. It doesn't look good. It's going to be slower for sure. Yeah, just I mean, it doesn't look good like canceling stuff and doing like all these like announcements and even having like with a. Rogue Squadron. They even had like a little like trailer thingy um, with the director. That's true. You remember she like got was in a flight suit walking up to an X wing or something. They did like a whole uh, big yeah. thing. Yeah, I'd imagine on the one hand that's easy for Disney to put together for a promo package. Like I get that. Like hey, we need a teaser for this. It's not too much effort wasted. Right. But you also are kicking into gear something that. Yeah. Is is hard to That's what I'm <laughs> undo. Saying. It's yeah. embarrassing. It looks it's kind of embarrassing. And I'm sure that I haven't seen it, but I'm sure if I went on Reddit and looked, I could probably find Rogue Squadron canceled and then people trolling with that video being like, What about me? <laughs> Which you shouldn't do, everybody, but That's at true. the same time, <laughs> Disney shouldn't have like done that, not knowing it was gonna happen. I don't like I kinda just I feel for them being the mega corporation they are now. Um, I do feel for the I do feel for the the workers that have to like now that everybody knows everything kind of mm-hmm. because of the internet and production yeah, yeah, schedules yeah, yeah. and like 
there's an intern that puts out a memo that like, hey, we need craft services. And now the internet knows that a production is happening. You're like, oh my God, like I can't imagine the stress. Yeah, you're right. So having to change it and slow down, it's good for the end product, I'm sure. But man, being involved in the the gearing of that machine is like, Yeah, you're right. I never thought of that. I never (laughs) thought that there's a lot of this stuff, a lot of these leaks and stuff probably come from such a low level. That's it. You know, because there's some guy who's like, oh, I just got hired to make a thousand lettuce wraps, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Or somebody in their apartment. Now you see it on Reddit all the time. Yeah. They're filming on my street. Look. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like you used to see that every once in a while, but now it's like, here's this thing. Yeah. And now we got drones. Oh, it's crazy. We're living in the future. We are living in the future. <laughs> Um, I got two little endpoints as talking Ooh. points. One's more about the streaming cancellation on streaming, and one's more about cartoons. Which one you want first? Cartoons! Cartoons! Uh, this is for your boys. So shout out to your boys and their acting and their kicking butt. Uh, but Phineas and Ferb is coming back. Oh, yes. <laughs> I saw There's the name and I was like, hey. summer vacation and took them <laughs> along just to end it. I had like... This caused me to go on a little bit of a dive because I know of Phineas and Ferb, yeah. but I'm not overly familiar with Phineas and Ferb. Well, it's probably one of the most impactful shows to my now almost 18-year-olds from their childhood, and it was one of the very tolerable ones to watch along with them. No, I believe it. And Bowling for Soup did the... Uh, a lot of... Not only did they do the intro music, the title theme... Uh, they also did some music within it. Yeah, they did all the interstitials yeah, and stuff, right? A lot of it. A lot of it. Yeah, there was like, they literally had the Bollywood mandate for Phineas and Ferb. There had to be a musical number oh, awesome. in every episode. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We have to take a break for dancing. Yeah. Bollywood, Batman followed those rules, I think, for the better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's coming. You, you are right. It wasn't. It, I had no idea. Um, but it is actually considered Disney Television Animation Department's most successful animated shows for kids ages six to fourteen. Yeah, the, it's the Gen Z. They will go to their grave remembering Phineas and Ferb as one of their favorite childhood shows. It, it had 126 episodes, five one-hour specials, mm-hmm. including a musical, two hit mm-hmm. movies. And and more. I mean, like all the merch and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's coming back. It had a eight year hiatus. Is yeah. what it looked like. Oh no, I'm sorry. It per- first premiered in 2008 and ran for four seasons. Mm-hmm. So 2012. That's a 11 year hiatus. Yep. All the voice actors are coming back. All the creators are coming back. The creator's name is Jeff Swampy Marsh. Yeah, Swampy Marsh. Do we know why he has the nickname Swampy? So, because his last name is Marsh. Is that really the only reason? Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> Because that's not the best of nicknames. No. What's up, Swampy? I mean, I can see how it works. It's yeah. catchy. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's attention-grabbing, but yeah. it's like, what's your nickname? Swampy. Yeah. That guy is venerated in my household. I believe it. Yeah. The Phineas and Ferb was a big player. <laughs> it's interesting when your kids get to almost adult age, mm-hmm. they start looking back and saying what was great when they were kids, and Phineas and Ferb is one of the tops, and also Wally is kind of sticking with the Gen Z kids. I've even heard it from their friends. That was the start of, like, I would, you'd have to pull the data on it, but there's, like, the waves of when you get into Disney animation. Like, a lot of, my my, my generation started around Aladdin Lion King time. Uh-huh. I think Wally was, like, a, the, yeah. the line of a starting phase mm-hmm. for people. It's seminal for high schoolers right now, it seems. There you go. It's interesting. It's a cute robot. How yeah. can you not love him? Yeah. 
who saves the end of the world, kind of, mm-hmm. after humans are gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's it. We'll, we'll, we'll end on the positive, happy note. Phineas yeah. and Ferb are coming back. Who, go watch some cartoons. Who doesn't yes. like cartoons? Phineas They're for everybody. Grab yourself a bowl of sugary cereal, part <laughs> of your complete breakfast that you never ate the rest of. Who had all the rest of that stuff? Nobody. Orange juice and milk and water. And those toast, I toast. believe. Yeah. There cereal. might have been like scrambled eggs. A there was like a full-sized orange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has that. The, be- the best you would do is chop up a banana. That's it. On there. Or some have some frosted so, sugar bombs, Calvin and, and Hobbes style. And I'll tell you right now, like some cocoa pebbles with with a banana in it, that's a taste treat right there. Chocolate and banana, that's yeah. a that's almost life hack yeah, level. That's, that's great. I like it. Uh, so that's the nerd alerts. Boop, 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 Thank boop, you, Mikey. Boop. Our pizza's here. That means it's the end of the podcast. Lunchtime pizza. Yeah. Uh, we want to thank all of our positrons. That's you guys uh, for listening to the podcast. We appreciate you so much. If you want to support our podcast, because podcasting ain't free, <laughs> you can hit us up. You can go and buy us a coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash assumingpod. Yeah. Just give us some caffeine, because we could use it. Yes. Uh, you can also find us on all our social medias, at assumingpod. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Dot com. Every week I say, yo, Maki. Yeah. What should they send you as a Gmail? <laughs> Why am I talking? I'm Samuel Jackson. That's I'm, it. That's what I'm doing. Samuel L. He can get like that sometimes. I'm too old for these emails. <laughs> too many emails on this MF and plane. Is that how you want them to send it in Samuel Jackson style? That's uh, a little aggressive. I'd, I'd be checking out in the morning <laughs> and, and just have a bad day. Um, but we ended on the we ended on the cartoon note, the animated note. The, draw me a little doodle of your opinion. Oh, yeah. Say I'm excited for this, and then draw me a character yeah, or Phineas and Ferb style, where your head's like a triangle. Oh, that's it. Pick a shape. That's you. <laughs> you could be a star. I, I'm a rhomboid. What do you give? What shape is your head? Uh, my head. Um, that's kind of like a cylinder, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> An ellipsis. <laughs> Put me on the spot. I'm sticking with rhomboid. Uh, rhomboid. Be square or be obtuse. <laughs> what? I don't know. But thanks, you guys, again so much for listening. We also want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing announcing Not Scott Production for Equipment and Jazzar for our music. We hope you have a positronically great week. See you later, nerds. That's us, we're nerds, too. <laughs> Shutting down the feed. It is now over. Cue the music. Hit it, Jazzar. 